of course it didn't work. Good Saturday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkie Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with my partner, my collaborator, my wrestling almanac, the Nubian Sumo, James. Greetings and salutations, sir. Greetings and salutations to you, too. You already know how we're going to start this off. What you just spark up there? Well, tonight, the Nubian Sumo is being powered by the Southern Draw Cedars. I figured I'd go with the little green since we just had St. Patty's Day, since I didn't wear any green. We got the green highlights going on. And I'm cracking open a bottle of Red Breast 12-Year Irish Whiskey. This will be the first time for me. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Oh, you waiting on me to? <laughs> nah, I got to fix something. I, I, I messed up a little bit there, but I'm about to fix it. Ooh. I'm about to fix nice. it. That's real oh. nice. Smooth. Oh, that all. Smooth. Just like a silk. Boom. That's a mighty tasty drink right there. Not sure who the Facebook user is, but hey, thank you for joining. How you doing? Yeah, we appreciate the love. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, so, uh, we got a lot going on tonight. Uh, we're waiting on our third. Uh, who's the third man? Who's the third man? Uh, <laughs> good one, good one. <laughs> See, it's the medium man, and then there's the big man, and then there's The so guy? we'll see who we'll see who the <laughs> we'll see who the third guy is for tonight because it's, it's it it may it may vary depending on the time of night. We already starting out pretty late. If the just so you know, we like we we like to give y'all some. We like to keep it real with y'all. It's damn it, it's ten it's ten o'clock. We just getting started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we've had some we've had some issues going that we've had to work out tonight, but uh. You know, but we got it straightened out. Uh, our third will be here at some point whenever they get ready. And uh, but uh, what we'll go ahead and do is get started tonight because right now, as you can see, I got I got the ten pounds of gold on pretty Charlotte because the NWA right now is having a pay per view. The Jim Crockett Sea Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament, the first night uh, being tonight. They will have a second night, which I'll go into in a little bit. Um, now, the uh, pay-per-view probably is 
almost over. Well, it's been going on. They had a pre-show at 7 o'clock, and it's been going on since 8. So uh, I'll go ahead and give you the rundown as to what has happened so far. Uh, let me get my my screen went out, so let me get my screen back up. Okay. So in the pre-show, you had Magic Mike Dave Dumas going up against Captain Yuma of the Ill-Begotten. And uh, Captain Yuma wound up losing that match. You had the uh, four-way match to determine who was going to go up against the number one contenders, La Rebellion, your world champions, your world tag team champions. And that was between Violence is Forever, the Rip City Shooters, and the Heat Seekers, along with the Tate Twins, who, if you remember, I told you that they used to be the boys for Dalton Castle back in uh, Ring of Honor and left to go on to become their own tag team and start working the independence on their own. And they wound up winning that four-way match. So they would have have another match later in the night. Uh, in my opinion, bad booking. But uh, they had the Briscoes on the pre-show. Mark and Jay wound up going up against a tag team called The Now. Hale Collins and Vic Delicious which they wound up winning by pitfall. Yeah, that's what I that's what I said. You, you, so you know they, you, you know what I thought about when you said that. What? What I look like calling another man delicious. What if he down the street? I'm going to hey, hey delicious. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> My point exactly, right. So they go into the um they go into the main show, they do a graphic pay tribute to Scott Hall who passed away uh, this week, rest in peace to, to Scott Hall, uh, which we will be talking about later on in the show. Um, they did a video package talk, highlighting the uh, Crockett Cup, and uh, they also had David Crockett, who came out and presented uh, the, the newer version of the NWA World Tag Team Championships to La Rebellion for them to display during the tournament. Now, for those who aren't familiar with NWA and their belts, the uh, the NWA World Tag Team Championships right now are the older belts that they had back in the 50s, 60s, and early 70s. The ones that, um, if you remember the, the original Starcade, those are the belts that Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood wound up winning. The gold ones with the seven plates and the brown leather, those are the ones that they're holding right now. Now, the ones that David Crockett pre uh, presented tonight were the ones that everybody pretty much knows from the 80s going into the 90s, the ones that were held by uh, Scott Hall the blue, with the blue straps, the, the ones that were held by... Um, Oh, Arn and Tully, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, the uh, um, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, those belts. So the ones that were the ones that preceded the WCW belts that Kevin, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash ended up with. So that they they wound up getting getting those belts, so they came out with two belts. Um, 
The first match of the night um, for the pre-show was the end. Odinson and Perrow versus Hawks Aries, Luke Hawks and his son, PJ Hawks, of which um, Hawks Aries wound up advancing and beating um, and beating the end you know, with a small package. Uh, you had Mims and the Pope, who wound up going up against the Cardonas, Mike Knox and VSK. And um, Mike Knox and VSK wound up winning that match. Uh, there was a uh, interview with Camille, uh, the, the women's world heavy, women's world champion, who uh, was talking about her match that's going to be coming up in a triple threat match with her, Kylie Ray, and um, Chelsea Green. And then um, there was a there was um, an interview with Aaron Stevens stating that Aaron Stevens' partner J.R. Kratos did not show up. And then, and then as he's insulting the crowd, he tells the audience that he has a new tag team partner for the tournament. And it turns out to be the Blue Meanie, of which they wind up going up against the Dirty Sexy Boys, which is the formerly known Dirty Dango, formerly known as Fandango, and JTG from Crime Time back in the uh, WWE days of which um, the Dirty Sexy Boys wind up winning. <clears throat> now, um, the NWA World Television Champion, Tyrus, winds up getting on the microphone for the next before the next match and let, wants everyone to watch Jordan Clearwater, who Tyrus gave the uh, Rick Rude entrance for. So, you know, he... Well, uh, Jordan Clearwater has this gimmick now where he calls himself the Golden One, or the Golden Boy. So he has the gold. He has a short version of like Ric Flair's gold robe, where wearing all gold boots, trunks, and everything with a gold chain. <clears throat> and so you got Tyrus on the microphone at the po at the uh, podium with the uh, announcer saying, "You know, all of you Nashville nitwits, please shut your mouths and and uh, watch watch a real man and watch watch what gold is supposed to look like." You know, and he takes off his robe and does the thing and, you know, they go into the match. So, um, so the tag team that he's in is called Gold Rush. And yes, I did that on purpose. They have like three H's at the end of the word rush. So Gold Rush, which is Jordan Clearwater and Marche Rocket, which is part of the Idle Mania Sports Management faction going up against Strictly Business, which is Chris Adonis and Tom Latimer, of which all kinds of shenanigans went on in this match and wound up giving Gold Rush the win. <laughs> so uh, they wound up advancing into the next round. So you had, the, you had an interview with the Fixers who had already had advanced into the next round uh, for a match that they had a few weeks ago with uh, OGK, so they'll probably they'll, they'll be showing up in a little while. Um, Doug Williams and Harry Smith, who you know is Davy Boy uh, Smith Jr., um, wound up wrestling the Ill Begotten, which they which I told you last week they were going to be using the Freebird rules to figure out 
who they were going to put in there. So they put in, as I stated, Alex Taylor and Rush Freeman because they're the established tag team within that group. And um, they used that, they used that um, to show some dissension within the ranks. So um, they, they wound up jumping Captain Yuma and running him out. Uh, with uh, the, the guy they have on the outside, Jeremiah Freeman, Jeremiah Plunkett, rather. So um, they wound up, um, they, ended up wind, they ended up losing the match. So Doug Williams and Harry Smith wound up advancing. Then La Rebellion, the tag team champions, went up against the Tate Twins, which is supposed to be the one versus the 16 in this tournament. And uh, they wound up getting the, the, Tate, the Tate Twins are looking real good. You know they gave they gave them a little bit of a rub, and um, and uh, gave them a good 15 minutes, and uh, but they, they wound up losing still, but they look good in and and in, in the in the loss. So, you know, you might want to start looking for those two guys, uh, and uh, in, in the independence just to see where they end up. They could end up in in AW in AEW. They could end up in Impact. They could end up in WWE. I mean, I mean. You go into this last class that they had, you know, they they told a lie. <laughs> WWE told a big lie, which we can we can probably go into a little bit later. But um, okay, so it, uh, they, they go on. The fixers who I mentioned earlier wound up going up against the Cardonas, who are in their who are in their second match of the night, um, and they wound up. Uh, the Cardonas wound up winning that match, so the fixes are out. Then the Briscoes, in their second match of the night, went up against the Dirty Sexy Boys in their second match of the night, of which the Briscoes wound up uh, winning that match. So now you have um, – so right now, as we speak, La Rebellion is in another match and they're going up against what looks like Hawks Airy, so who had the first who had the first match of the night. So La Rebellion just had a match like a few minutes, like a little little while ago, not too long ago, and there's now wrestling a second match. So what they what they wound up doing it looks like all these matches tonight in the in the original card were supposed to be like first round matches, quarterfinal matches. And then they were going to go into some other matches. But it looks like they're doing the quarterfinals and the semifinals. And then tomorrow night, they're going to be do, they'll probably do the uh, semifinal, some semifinal matches and the final match along with some other, other matches. So the, ori the original was supposed to be, the, the main event for tonight was supposed to be, and I'm not sure if it still will be, the uh, World Heavyweight Championship between Matt Cardona, the champion, and Nick Aldis um, with Jeff Jarrett as the, as the special guest referee. So I'm not sure if that match is still going on tonight because it's a lot going on. I mean, it is it is like 10 – it is a little bit after 10 o'clock, and they do have time to put that match on if they decide to do it. Uh, now, what is slated for tomorrow night is the uh, Women's World Championship, like I mentioned earlier, Camille versus Kylie Ray versus Chelsea Green. 
You got the world hit. You got the te- world television championship with Tyrus going up against Rodney Mack. Rodney, yes, the Rodney Mack from WWE, the husband of Jazz. Uh, yes, uh, used to be managed by um, Teddy Long. Yes, that same one. Um, the national heavyweight championship, uh, Anthony Mayweather, champion, going up against his former tag team partner, uh, Rod um, uh, Jax Dane. And then the Women's World Tag Team Championships uh, in a three-way, uh, the Hex, which is Allison Kay and Marty Bell versus um, – no, no, it's not a, it's not a three-way. It was, it, it was originally supposed to be one, but, but, but they uh, changed it, it looks like. So um, they're going up against a group called Pretty Empowered, which is Kenzie Page and Ella Envy. Okay. Now the junior heavyweight championship match uh, final is going to be tomorrow as well. I know Austin Aries is in that match along with Homicide, Darius Lockhart, and Kobe Carino in a four-way match for that championship. So um, you're going to have six, like as Perry says, it's going to be six title matches along with the finals of the uh, Crockett tournament. And so, um, it should be a pretty loaded night tomorrow night, but tonight is just seems to be a cluster to me. I mean, and we talked about this last week, how, you know, you got to, you got a two night card and you got to make sure that that first night is pretty solid to go into the second night. And this one is, uh, yeah, <laughs> this one is a cluster. <laughs> so uh, it looks like, um, it looks like La Rebellion has just won their match against um, Hawks Airy. Um, it looks like uh, the father wound up getting hurt and is under concussion protocol, so he didn't even make the match. So if he, the son, PJ, was wrestling by himself in this match. So um, so we'll see, what happens. we'll see what the next match is going to be, if there is a next match. I'm sure there will be because they got another – 45 minutes before the the end hour. So um, that's pretty much it going on on there. Now, as far as the New Japan Cup is concerned and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Before you you jump over there. Okay. A a few things. Perry says it's all right, not great. Of course, he said all six title matches are tomorrow. Uh, He said takes look good and bracket busts throughout. Here's my question. You, You mentioned Tyrus twice, and I'm still hurt that WWE let that man go and you let him go in the prime of his career then you brung back somebody that looked like him and you basically nearly gave him this dude his gimmick nearly but as Tyrus was once known as Brodus Clay he had everything going for him and now he's on the indies. Like, this dude should be world champion in NWA, TNA, uh, AEW. Like, he could wrestle anyway because he's just that good and he's charismatic. I truly miss him in WWE because he's what WWE <clears throat> needed and they let him go. But he's still one of my favorite wrestlers. I love to see him as a champion. Well, he ain't hurting for nothing. He getting that. I mean, what is he on? What is he on? Is it MSNBC, Fox? Who is he on? 
Right. He's on. He's on. He's on some got Gutfield or something like that. Uh, he's on one of those shows on uh, MSNBC, I believe mm-hmm. it is. Now. He could be on any show that he wanted to. He could be on Impact if he wanted to. I'm sure he could go to AEW if he wanted to. You know, he's choosing to go to NWA because they they film, they tape a lot of that stuff like a month in advance, and he can move around, and he's still getting he's still getting a little bit of money. You know, so he's he's still able to do what he likes to do, and he's a champion. I mean, he's on that he's on that Gutfield show with the belt. <laughs> he's, and he is. he's on the show with the belt actually on his shoulder. So I mean, you know, I mean he is promoting it's promoting the NWA. You know, it's product placement pretty much. Mm-hmm. For those who don't for those who might be interested, be like, what is he doing with that belt? You know, and then they go look it up and you never know, you might get another fan out of it. So that's true. You know. And Perry says uh Smith and Williams versus Gold Rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just getting out, they just now coming out getting started uh, uh they're doing the introductions for that right now so uh but that's the let me ask you this up. and perry i know you can answer this one too quickly before we move on to uh new japan i'm gonna book it real quick brodus clay tyrus whatever you want to call him versus keith lee i can see it i can I see can a see good it, 20 you know. 25 minutes of pure unadulterated greatness yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I don't know. I don't know I, with the way Tyrus moves around these days. I don't know if you'll get twenty five out of it. Might get a good fifteen. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. Remember now, because remember the uh, NWA World Ti- World Te- Television Championship. The defenses are only six six uh, minutes and five seconds, unless it's in a unless it's in a uh, pay per view. And then I think the pay per view is like fifteen, maybe twenty minutes, depending on mm. the match. Okay. So he ain't do he ain't, he ain't getting paid by the hour. <laughs> hey, six minutes six minutes of work, I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. And uh, <laughs> oh, you breaking my heart, Obi Wan Kenobi. He says, "Eh." <laughs> 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 Perry, I, Perry, I was trying. I was really trying to be nice. To tell you the truth, because I mean, I was really trying to be nice and say and say give the time limit thing. But uh, yeah, okay. Since since it's out there, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be pretty good, but that's just my opinion. Now, yeah, okay. That's, that's New Japan. Okay, Cup. So, so the New Japan Cup, like like I told, like I have talked about over the past few weeks, started back on March the second. Had a forty-eight man roster. The brackets were kind of funky as opposed to what we usually see in a tournament. No, it wasn't. It wasn't set up all. It wasn't set up exactly like the NCAA tournament. But um, it was a weird. It was a weird configuration. So um. But we've gotten down to like the quarter, the, what looks like the uh, quarterfinals. Uh, right now, you have Tetsuya Naito, who will be facing Jeff Cobb on tomorrow night, or which will probably be tonight, probably early morning tonight, probably about three, four o'clock in the morning, their time, our time against their time. 
Uh, so that'll be tonight. Uh, tonight we'll also have Shima versus Kazuchika Okada, which is your world heavyweight champion. Now on the 21st, you're going to have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Ospreay, which is going to be an instant classic. Especially now, especially now, we're going to see now that this match has been made between Will Ospreay and John Moxley. Since since um, Will Ospreay has been calling out John Moxley, trying to get him to wrestling, and John Moxley has accepted, they're going to be doing something next month for New Japan Strong. Um, we're going to see what that happens with that because the match that Will Ospreay had against um, Sonata here a few days ago was ugly. I mean, Will Ospreay came out very aggressively and actually knocked out uh, Sonata with uh, elbows to the, you know, with the, those 12 to 6 elbows against his, against his jaw and and head and whatnot. So, you know, it was very, it was very aggressive. And, and, and the way they set it up was he had already seemed, seemed to have knocked out Sonata, but then Red Shoes, the referee, wouldn't stop the match. He said, no, he's good to keep going. He says he's good to keep going. So he picked him up, started dropping him again. He falls to the mat, keeps dropping him until Red Shoes is like, okay, stop it, stop it, stop it, you know? So, you know, he was like, you know, hey, my job. And then he came backstage and was like, you know, it's my job. I told Red Shoes, I told the referee, look at him. Stop the match. He was like, no. So I was like, okay, this is on you. So my job is to go until the bell rings. That's it. Anybody got a problem, they can come see me. So you got this aggressive side of Will Ospreay that's coming out now. Is preparing for a Will, a Will Osprey match, but then that brings and then so you got Shingo Takagi that's going up against Hir, Hir, Hiromu Takahashi, which they're stablemates. So the way it's set up right now, you're either going to have it's look it's it's a lot of different ways this could turn out. You know, you could have. Okada versus Naito or Okada versus Jeff Cobb in a semifinal, which is not, which isn't bad for that side of the bracket. You could have Hiromu Takahashi, who was actually a junior heavyweight and the last junior heavyweight standing, going up against either Will Ospreay, which they've met, they've met before in the juniors before, and or Zack Sabre Jr., which would be a match, which would be almost a, which would be a good match in itself. Now, the one that I'm really interested in is a rematch between Will Ospreay and Okada in the final, or Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb being stablemates going up against each other in the final or seeing Hiromu Takahashi against either Okada, Cobb, or his stablemate Tetsuya Naito. So where 
the beginning of the tournament was kind of in a little bit of a shambles because of the way that they did it. They gave a bunch of people who were supposed to be like lower seeds um, buys in the beginning it's, instead of giving the ones who would, who would be more inclined to get the uh, buys, you know, make it make more interesting or more parable matches in the first round. Now you've got a bunch of combinations here that are just interesting and makes it worth getting into right now over the next couple of days. So, like I said, you got tomorrow night with those two uh, matches. You got Monday night. The 26th will be your final four. And then on the 27th, that'll be your final. <clears throat> and then uh, this all will lead up into the best of the Super Junior Tournament, which will be starting um, sometime in April. And that will be, that will include, I'm sure, Hiromu Takahashi. Now, imagine Hiromu Takahashi winning the New Japan Cup and then turning around and winning the best of the Super Juniors. It can happen. I go to Food Line every Wednesday for the hot set. So now the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because they're kind of pushing the narrative that Hiromu Takahashi wants his dream is to headline Wrestle Kingdom as a junior heavyweight. He wants to be able to be the first junior heavyweight to headline Wrestle Kingdom. And if they if they play it right, they, it could happen. I mean, he can't go into Wrestle Kingdom as winner of the New Japan Cup. He could get his title, he could get a world title shot. But would they put the belt on him? And how and if they do, how long would they keep him with the belt? Would they make him go, would they make him hybrid and keep him both a junior heavyweight and a heavyweight? Would they switch him to heavyweight? There's a lot of things going on with that storyline, which is why I've, I've liked Hiromu Takahashi from the time I first saw him in new in uh in, in, in TNA under a mask. So, you know, it's 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 starting to get real interesting now. And it's and um I don't know if you remember this, KG, but back New Year's, I stated what we 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 all gave our um New Year's predictions. And do you recall what I said? Of course I can't recall it right off the top of my head, but I think I know where you're going. I said New Japan Wrestling would have a bigger presence in 2022 in the United States. And I got some naysayers from some of our cohorts over on the other shows. It was like, I don't know, I don't know. But you got this major show coming up in Dallas in Dallas. I mean, Will Ospreay versus Will Ospreay versus uh John Moxley. And then you got all this stuff going on with the Bullet Club that includes Impact Wrestling and a lot of different independents right now. So um 
I mean, because and, and another thing, since I brought up the Bully Club, now one of the major storylines going through the whole New Japan Cup is the story behind the Bullet Club. Now, if you all remember, Jay White jumped Tamatanga from the Gorillas of Destiny during a Impact World Tag Team Championship match against the Good Brothers, turned on them, and ostracized Gorillas of Destiny from the Bullet Club. So Gorillas of Destiny come back to Japan to be part of the New Japan Cup. Gato's going around to all the rest of the members, including the House of Torture, and tells them, you know, Jay White doesn't want the Too Sweet Down anymore. He wants it up now. And if you're with him, you'll bring it up. Not down as they had been doing. So match comes up, Evil versus Tamatanga. During the during the cup, you got all you got all the match goes on. The match goes on. They wind the, the bullet club comes in and starts and starts jumping on Tamatanga. All all little bit of the time, you got new uh, you got El Fantasmo and Taji Ishimori comes in. You're thinking that they're gonna maybe they may side with House of Torture because House of Torture is like a sub. Off a sub faction off of their off on their own, so you know they may join up with them. But then you had Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale come in, and they jump on Tama, which was a surprise because I mean Bad Luck Fale and Tama are two of the four originals, along with uh, Carl Anderson, Carl Anderson and Finn Balor. So, you know, everybody was surprised at that. And then you had the rest of the House of Torture come out. You had G Gato come out, Jado and um and uh Tongaloa. And so they left Tamatanga, Tongaloa, and Jado laying. You got all the rest of the members, including the House of Torture, doing the two sweet up around them. And so now everybody's on Jay White's side, and they've been ostracized from the bullet club. So here recently, you had um, the, the Bullet Club jumping on them <clears throat> again, but they wound up getting help from the Huntai faction, which is um, the uh, World, world uh, Junior Tag Team Champions with uh, Master Wato and, um, and uh, uh, what's his name? I can't think, Why, I can't, I can't think of his name right now, but... Um, the funky weapon, Takagi. Um, but um they're like a they're like a face faction that if that if of like a lot a lot of uh, lower lower mid lower high, high mid carders to low main eventers, these types. So this would include Hanma and um and, and Toki Makabe and um and a few others. That, that is uh, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. You know, this this is a chaos. This wouldn't be the chaos faction, but this would be all the rest of the guys like um, um, Tenzan and um, and uh, and uh, hey, I can't I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name right now either. But um, but it's a bunch of it's a bunch of uh, guys that have now picked them up. 
and uh, and brought them into the Huntai um, faction. So they now have they now have a little bit of a backup. Not to mention, in if they go back to Impact Wrestling, then they're supposed to be hooking up with uh, Violence by Desi- Violence by Design to go up against the Good Brothers and the rest of um, Bullet Club. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's very interesting. Uh, it's gonna it's, all of this is gonna lead into WrestleCon weekend because uh, you got the Bullet Club that are go gonna have matches all over WrestleCon. Uh, the Good Brothers are wrestling uh, the the Briscoes at some point that weekend. Uh, it is it has been announced that uh, the Briscoes are finally gonna get the match against FTR at. Um, at Supercard of Honor, so uh, for the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, so the AAA Championships are not going to be on the line on this, even though the TFTR still holds those belts. So, um, okay, so uh, Perry, I just missed the ending of this last match, so if you could help us out with that, uh, that'd be appreciated. I'm seeing that David Crockett is out here uh, at the uh, at the booth, so. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're talking about, but uh, I'm sure they're talking about the uh, good old days of the tournament at this point. So um, that's pretty much everything that I have. Um, the AAA thing uh, that I was talking about before that's still happening in April, the first of the three Triple Mania um, events that are going to be happening. So um we can still look forward to that, and that will be the beginning of that uh, tournament, that loser advanced tournament to see who loses their mask and the legacy of their mask at some point. So we'll see what happens there. And um, you got anything for me, KG, or any questions about anything? Well, Perry just joined. He jumped in in the, in the text window. He said Smith and Williams won. So now – well, you know, my question that I always have for you, when you predict things, same way I do the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, when things are predicted, you think they're going to cut you a check? Because, <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, I'm sure we all will be swimming in ones right about now. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm, waiting on, I'm waiting on my Scrooge McDuck day. <laughs> But I don't know about this. I don't know about diving in a whole bunch of coins though. That might hurt. Nothing. It might hurt pretty bad. <laughs> and Perry says uh, semifinals: L.A. Rebellion versus Smith and Williams, and Briscoes versus Cardona's. Yep, that's yep. Okay, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, so I see. So that most likely, I, I see that. I see that as uh well. I don't know. The Briscoes I see advancing, but I don't know. Uh, Doug Williams and Harry Smith, that could be a team that they could build on, especially now that, you know, you got Nick Aldis back into the title picture, and he's supposed to be tagging with Doug Williams. So, uh, but La Rebellion is your tag team champions. So there's a lot of storylines that could show up will come along with the loss of the with the tag team champions losing 
a, a tournament like this. You know, that brings the Briscoes in as talent contenders. Whoever they who that could that could bring Doug Williams and Harry Smith in as title contenders. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that La Rebellion um Harry Smith Doug Williams match to see where the where the uh oh you oh you think the Cardonas are winning it? Mm. Uh I don't know. I don't That's know. all. That, I mean, it could it could happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. It could happen. I just don't see where they could take it. I mean, you got. I, I see. I know you got. You got Matt Cardona as your world champion, putting them in the situation where they can win the tag champions and have them kind of take over, so to speak. Uh. It's it's up in the air. It's up in the air. I'm thinking they're gonna give. I think I'm thinking that it's gonna. I wanted. I wanted to see the Briscoes win this. Win this tournament. Traditionally, the NWA Tag Champs never win the cup. Mm. That is true. Mm. That is true. When you got tradition on your the, side, the, man. The the. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that the tag champions are going to win. I'm not even making – I'm not even saying that the tag La Rebellion is going to win. I'm saying that it would – I'm saying that it would be more beneficial to storylines or to um, to uh, creative to not let La Rebellion win. So I'm. that's why I'm leaning more toward the Briscoes even though I can see I can see some interest in making the Cardonas the tech, the champions of the tournament, but you don't have too many. But I, I see what you're saying traditionally, but traditionally you have a strong tag team that wins the tournament. Road Warriors. Dusty and Nikita, Sting and Luger, they weren't champions, but they were strong tag teams. Cardona and VSK, good for storyline, but they're just, they're they're they've only been a tag team for like a month or so. But I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. I wouldn't. Let's put it this way, Perry. I wouldn't bet against you. If we would have, if this, if you would have asked me to bet you, I wouldn't bet you. Let's put it that mm. way. Smart money, and going with smart too, money is it's too many pickles. With tradition. It's too many pickles. Mm. I say after the after La Rebellion, the Briscoes are the stronger chance or the stronger tag team. So, what will be your purpose in bringing the Briscoes in? Right, they were the only real tag team to ever win. But Dusty and Dusty and Nikita were a ta- were an established tag team. Sting and Luger were an established tag team. Even though they were singles, they had gotten together. So, right, okay. 
So, um, but, but they, but they weren't that new. Like I said, I'm, I'm not really arguing with you. I'm not. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you at all. It's a, it's a pick 'em all the way around because I mean, who knows where they're gonna go with their creative? We don't know. There are a whole bunch of ways they could go with their creative. If they go with the Briscoes, then that includes them in the Ring of Honor situation, which brings them into AEW, which is more profitable for them. Okay? If they go with the Cardonas, then yes, you have your World Tag Team Champions and your World Champion all with belts. Not at the time. No, not at the time. They were already established. They... They, uh, they they had already been established as a tag team, both both teams. I'm just so sitting no, back. They were they were they 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 were they were makeshift teams at one time, but they had established themselves by the time they got to the cup. I'm just sitting back and I'm enjoying this. Uh, Perry with the text, James with the video. Oh my goodness. And, the thing, and as they always say in wrestling, the man with the mic wins. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing, y'all just hit me every time we do this. Y'all always hit me to something new. I am not well versed in NWA that far back. I started watching NWA, I think, in 87. I can't remember. I can't remember all everything, but Dusty and Nikita as a tag team. I don't think I'm old enough to remember that. It may have happened. I just don't remember it. Oh but, yeah, it happened. That's, that, it was it was it was around the time um, Nikita wound up going face. When Nikita turned into a face, he wound up leaving his uncle, and um, they still had Crusher Khrushchev with him. Uh, for, for Barry, the old Barry Darso. Uh, demolition, demolition, mm-hmm. smash. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the, the uh, what, what do you call him? It was a whole. He had a whole bunch of the blacktop bully and uh, the Repo Man and all that. All those characters, you know, mm, Repo that, Man. <laughs> right. So that was it. That he was he was Crusher Khrushchev. He was a Russian with uh, mm-hmm. Ivan Koloff back in those days. But yeah, he, uh, Ivan wound up turning on him. And he wound up teaming with Dusty, and they get turned turned face, and he was face for a good while. I don't think he I don't think he ever went back to um, I don't think he ever went back to uh, being a heel, and that was around the time when he stopped taking he, he kind of shrunk up a little bit too, you know he, he, you know, he, mm. he wasn't as uh he wasn't as swole as he was uh. That singlet was looking a little loose on him. Wasn't as robust. Yeah, you know. Well, Dusty yeah, and they, the yeah, they won eighty-seven. Hmm. They won the turn. They did. They won the Crockett Cup in eighty-seven. So yeah. So that was around the time you said you started watching. Yeah, because I, I mean, of course, now that I know, I know I wasn't watching live. Then I was. I'm six, seven years old at the time. I'm thinking I'm watching this stuff live. I'm watching Sting and Ric Flair on a weekly basis. Oh yeah, you know, and yeah. Around that time, they 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 around that time they were going at it sixty minutes on a regular basis. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, when you get together with your cousins, you know, everybody picked their favorite. Mine was always Sting, because it was always 
Stinger Splash, Scorpion Deathlock, get up out of here. You know, but I, I just, I, I got, I, the library is dead. I got to sit down one day when I ain't doing nothing and just start from the beginning and just go. That's what I got to do. Oh, yeah, you can go on, you can go on YouTube. <laughs> you can go on YouTube, but you can go as, I want to, you know what? I, well, I don't know if you have Peacock. Do you have yeah, Peacock? I do. Of course I do. I get it for free. Peacock, because I looked at it, uh, I, I, I was looking at it the other day. Peacock goes, I think they start like season nine of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. And that's like 19, that's like 1982. Shit. So you're, uh, I know I, I was watching matches. I was, I started watching a, a show on that and uh, it was uh, Don Cronodal and um, Nelson, uh, and, uh, I forget what the other guy's name, Private, Private, Private Nelson and Private Cronodal along with Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter was teaming up with Roddy Piper. And they were going up against um, Dory Funk Jr. And uh, who was it? They were jumping Dory Funk Jr. at the time. And Ricky Steamboat came in and offered to help him out. So, but yeah, you can go back even farther on YouTube. So yeah, yeah. you can go back. You can go back. I mean, you if you wanted to, you could go back and you could get as versed as I am and go back to when I first started watching wrestling. Hey, you probably go. You could probably go back and watch the first show I watched if you if you really wanted to. I mean, I mean, I don't know if they go back to nineteen seventy four, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Perry said it go back to at least seventy seven. So that was what my third year in. Yeah, I wasn't so, even thought of. My parents weren't even together that at that time. My parents didn't get together to seventy seven. And see, seventy seven was two years after the plane crash with with uh Flair. Mm-hmm. Because Flair's Flair's plane crash was seventy five, if I'm not mistaken. So around seventy seven, seventy eight was when he was starting to come back around. And started making it, and started because uh, he was, he was, he was trying to emulate himself to be like Dusty Rhodes at the beginning of his career, but it wasn't until after the plane crash that he started the nature. He started transitioning and developing the Nature Boy character. So, 77, 78, you're gonna see the beginnings of the nature boy Ric Flair coming to light. So you'll be able to see him with Greg Valentine and him with Wahoo McDaniel and him in the beginning with um Roddy Piper and uh going into uh going into the 80s you'll see him and um you'll see him in Harley Race. Mm-hmm. You know he won, he won his first title, in, if I'm not mistaken, he won his first title in 81 in Kansas City against Harley Race. and But he doesn't consider that his first title because he did because he wasn't pushed. He didn't get the full endorsement of the uh, of the uh, commission of the committee 
that the NWA commit a uh, governing body as far as being champion. Uh, it wasn't promoted at all. It just happened to ha- happen during that at that time, and he kept the belt. Harley got it back not too long later, and then that's what led to the first Starcade, which he considers his first title run. The night he um, claimed Charlotte for the first time as his home, mm-hmm. you know the the whole thing. So yeah, you yeah, if you want to, you got a whole lot of. You got a whole lot to deal with as far as a whole lot to uh, discover when it comes to the NWA and those and those uh that and that history back going back that far. And Perry say go back and find those Ric Flair and Greg Valentine as tag champion matches. All right, so I got homework to do. I'll be working oh, on that. And um and and also um Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch. The Texas Outlaws mm-hmm. around that time as well. Uh, the Blackjacks, him, um, Mulligan and Lanza. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, you got, you got, yeah. The the the, the, the Funks, the, yeah. the original Briscoes, Jack and Jerry. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, you got, yeah. So yeah, a lot of lot of hit, lot of history back back in those in that footage, and then the full shows with no car with no commercials. You'll trip out. You'll tri- yeah, Ondo for Snooker was a tag team back in those days. So yeah, so yeah, and the mu- the music is the music alone is gonna trip you out. The <laughs> graphics, you know, it's the, the graphics and the music back then, just to look at to look at that back then and be like, okay, you know, that's what's up. To look at it now and be like, damn. <laughs> Car carrying members. <laughs> of the KKK, <laughs> Dick Murdoch. Well, well, I mean him between. Well. I would say Dick Slater, but you know, which I pretty pretty much still can. I mean, you get you get guys like that in the KKK. They like black women. So you know what i'm a, I'm a that's a that's a that's a rabbit hole that you know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna go ahead and jump out that rabbit hole before it gets too deep <laughs> well let's not forget the reason that we're here tonight um we lost a uh a, a legend um scott hall and, and perry cozine he said that's fact <laughs> We lost Scott Hall this week. Um, well, let, 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 let me let me let me throw this up real quick, and then we'll go from there. So, whole phase.
being honest with you, it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, it, it, <clears throat> you grew up in hell the '80s, the '90s. You, you, you're familiar with Scott Hall. You're you're familiar with Razor Ramon. You know you're familiar with NWO. Uh, I was talking to the boss BJ earlier this week, and we 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 talked about um, just being fans of the, uh, of Razor Ramon, being fans of NWO. And I remember when NWO came to WWE, that first pay per view. I remember where I was at. I don't know why it sticks out in my mind, but it always has. I went to BJ was living over in Landover. I went to his house, and we ordered Pizza Hut. We ordered three stuffed crust pizzas, and uh, we had a six-pack of Smirnoff ice. Mm. And mm. we sat back and watched pay-per-view, ate pizza, and drank Smirnoff ice. And then I think we, I think we might have love you. You didn't love yourself that much back <laughs> then, did you? Hey, man, I used to get a, a deuce, deuce of Smirnoff ice and be good. Oh and, my god! But I would drink it while I was eating. But you know, it was good. It was good. It was good. It's, it grows great with pizza. I mean, God, it goes great. Mm -hmm. with pizza. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure going smooth going down and smooth coming out. <laughs> but I, I remember that, and you know, everybody has their fond memories of not just the NWO Scott Hall, but just Scott Hall. Period. You know, uh, I'm gonna start with you, Nubian Sumo. Your uh, fondest memory. Of one Scott Hall. Well, you know, being the being the old man of the crew, you know, I go back a little further than you do. I mean, I go back to Scott Hall starting out his career, Starship Coyote. Yeah, he started out his career in Minnesota as Starship Coyote. And then, well, in the AWA, wound up building himself up in Minnesota. Had a tag team with, Mr. with who we know now as Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Won the AWA Tag Team Championships. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> I used to get people with this with a, with a trivia question. They used to have, we used to have uh, people used to uh, try to get me with trivia questions. I'd be like, okay, I tell you what, why don't you answer this one? Name four men who were AWA Tag Team Champions together, <clears throat> but were WWF Intercontinental Championships champions individually. Scott Hall, Mr. Perfect, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. Hmm. So then, once he got out of a AWA, he comes into, he, he does his thing, you know, he winds up going to Texas, goes to Texas, that builds up his builds up his reputation, gets into gets into gets into the NWA, hooks up with Diamond Dallas Page, and is the Diamond Stud. I do remember that. <clears throat> I remember yes. that. Yes, he, he, built, he built up his reputation as the Diamond Stud. And then from the Diamond Stud, he left to go to WWF and became Razor Ramon. And I remember that debut. I remember all the vignettes and everything. I remember that. 
Trivia question. Another trivia question for you. I just found this one out myself, which I found interesting. Razor Ramon's first television match. You may not, you may not be able to remember the name, but he's the father of a current WWE wrestler. Oh my God! I just seen. I just seen. Oh man, it's um. That's Carmella's dad, right? That's Carmella's dad. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name, but I know I, I read that name was like his first. I know the last name is Von Day Van Dale. Mm hmm. Something like that. I can't remember his first name. I can't remember his first name, but um, yes, Carmella's Carmella's dad was Razor Ramon's first televised WWF match. Wow. Just wow. That's awesome. I mean, I'm going to tell you that right now. That's that's awesome because that's like old time in the new somehow, some way. So, I mean, you know, you bridging the gap. And if I'm not mistaken, he, he had stints in the performance center. And, yeah. you know, training new talent. Yes. He was training new talent, yeah, and, and at the same time was building up his son, Cody. Cody being the original young boy for the Bullet Club in Japan, which was ironic because, well, not ironic. I mean, you know, Bullet Club is based off of the NWO, and they did end up, the NWO did end up giving Bullet Club their blessing to use the two sweet and the, the colors and the whole gimmick. So you know, it fit. He lasted. He lasted with them for a while, and then wound up going over to Europe and building up his building up his style. Went over to Mexico and started building building up his reputation and everything. I think he's I think he's in Germany right now. Um, he's been hanging out with DDP a lot here recently, according to Twitter reports and uh, posts that DDP has been putting up. Uh, they were spending a lot of time with the family and whatnot. So, um, yeah. Well, speaking of DDP and the family and everything, uh, got something I got to say. I know we, we're remembering Scott Hall. In, in, in conjunction with that, I have something to say. Yes, I have beef, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, reports came out the day after uh, Sky Hall's family took him off life support. He was pronounced dead. Uh, Dave Meltzer. Pretty good writer. I mean, a lot of people say he's a whole tool. But pretty good insider. But he rubbed me the wrong way. He hasn't even been memorialized. And I'm saying he is in Scott Hall hasn't even been memorialized. And you're already talking about the situation surrounding his death, which could, which could have waited. It didn't really need to be public knowledge. Uh, to say that 
when he fell and broke his hip, he laid there for a couple of days, couldn't get to the phone. Everybody trying to reach him, couldn't reach him. And they called Diamond Dallas Page, who they called Dally, to go check on him. He found him, got him to the hospital. Okay. But to put out pretty much that he had relapsed in drinking yet again. And, you know, basically he was spiraling out of control. That's none of your fucking business to put out. That's not your place to put that out. If the family wanted that known, the family would have let it be known. But let these people grieve properly before you start telling all these inside things. This things that need these are things that did not need to be said right now. Okay. You have someone that lost a father. You got someone that lost a friend, brother. You know, the wrestling community, period, is hurting over this. And this is what you decide to put out. I don't give a damn if it was clickbait. You wanted to say it. You were a total dick skin for that. And I, I wouldn't give two shits if you had something to say about it. Email me. I'll give you my address. Pull up. Nah, he ain't dick skin. He's like dick smegma. He's like he's like an un, he's like that 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 film that's under uncircumcised skin that they've been washed in like a week. <laughs> shit. That type of shit. That's, That's what he is. Yeah. I mean, nobody else has said anything about this. I haven't even seen anybody that's even mentioned Dave Meltzer even saying anything about this since that came out. So I'm like, really? What's the purpose? Hey, yeah. I mean, I understand if you're, you know, you, you want to get the scoop and you want, you know, be the first one to say it and, you know, be the first one to have it out there. You know, that's what journalists do. But this wasn't the time to be a, be a journalist. I mean, if let, let's put it this way. If TMZ didn't say it, why would you? I would expect TMZ to come out with some shit like this first. Well, you know, you know what? I would expect TMZ to do it because they were the first to break Kobe's death. They were also one reason why I stopped watching TMZ is because of how they describe Mayor for Life, Marion Barry as crackhead Mayor dies, and they wouldn't take take it down or change it. I haven't watched TMZ. I don't click on none of their stuff. Period. I don't even consider them a news organization. Fuck them. And we're joined by the third man of our group, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, who sounds like he is on the road. Traveling, traveling, traveling. What's up, fellas? Nothing much, man. We was trying to hold on for you. About damn time you about damn time you showed up. Hey man, better late than never. I don't know. Well, you showed up when it comes when it comes when it comes to you. When it comes to you, never, never seems like a pretty good option. Well, goddamn. Hey, man, I always come when it's time for y'all to wrap that shit up, B. Well, before we wrap it up, let me say this. I got one thing to say. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. I got to do it right. I got. I'm new with this. I got to do it right. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. 
Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hmm. Don't get no better than that. Man, you got you got a warners uh about stuff like that, man. You got me about to cry up in here, man. I've been so busy I don't have a chance to really, you know, digest that or even, you know, digest that it happened other than us knowing it happened, but just, you know, I haven't watched no Scott Hall pieces or nothing uh about, you know, when he was wrestling or, or promos or whatever, but you know that that was getting me, man. That's the first thing I, I've seen. And you know, just those two words, man. I, in heaven, and, and you gotta be like, you, you want to see Jesus Christ, <laughs> or <laughs> you want to see the NWO? <laughs> Angels over there. Everybody's been saying it. I mean, you know, every 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 wrestling organization that I've been watching over the past week, everybody's had. Everybody started their show with, hey, even Jim Ross. He didn't. He, he didn't even do the. Um, He's like, hey, Brody yo. Lee. Yeah, he, he, no, he did the Brody Lee, but he started out, you know, he didn't say it's Wednesday night. He, he's like, hey, yo, you know what You know what night it is, you know, you yeah, know what day it is. Everybody that's wrestling in uh, the, the current generation, and I'd say about 50% of the generation before is marks for the NWO, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, you know, Chris Jericho, you know that that whole crew right there. So Britt Baker and her and her yeah, um, her, her gear her, um, her gear for the for the cage match. Mm-hmm. Even though she'd worn that before, but it was a tribute to Scott Hall. Yeah. So yeah, she she has a red and black one. She has that blue black and white one. And she has you know she has a few of them. So yeah, so, but uh, that one, yeah. All these promotions, I mean. Like I said, they, they owe everything they have to uh, shoot the wrestling industry uh, as it is right now. Owes everything that they have, uh, minus WWE, uh, you know, to uh, what uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Ash did and what they brokered in WCW with the guaranteed deals. Better, uh, you know, pay all that stuff all spurned and came from, uh, you know, what those guys did when they came in as the outsiders. That, that changed the game literally from uh the ground up so man even even my con- e- even my contract with the sideline junkies <laughs> that's my that, that, my that, my contract is based off of that wcw contract so yeah oh my god yes, don't worry sir. you got you got one more year before it expires then we so you say so you say you don't know what me and bj be talking about well <laughs> Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You you ain't in on everything, brother. Hey, hey, the thing is, you and BJ talk, man, I I got paid my 78 cent last week, so I'm good. I'm all right. I you know a little bit more than I had before. So I'm okay. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. That was a raise? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was making what was I making? I was making seventy six and a half. So he gave me another half mm-hmm. cent to make it seventy eight. Yeah. Oh, so that means also oh, that means I go up to 80, 80 and a penny. Yeah. Yeah, that that all kicks in right around May because word on the street is uh that sumo month. So sumo gonna be booking the shows in the month of May. That's right. Oh, I mean. that's 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 new. That's, that's new. That's that's, that's new dangerous stuff right there. I was like, well, I'll let them know. That's that. I just heard about that. Okay, now let me ask you this. There was I, I can't I can't think of who it was who said but there was a wrestler who came out with the suggestion that the WWE have a Scott Hall Memorial Intercontinental ladder match from now on what do you think about that I love it absolutely I love it. I love it. But would you have it be one-on-one? Because, you know, if it's one-on-one, James, they're going to have to throw the T-word out there, a tournament to find out who the two people that are going to participate. Or should it be uh, a four-person? Or should the Money in the Bank ladder match be redubbed or renamed as uh, the Scott Hall Memorial ladder match? No, no. I think I – think- I think it could go either way. My thing is, don't have as you can't. If you do that, you can't have as many ladder matches during the year because you would have to make this match significant. So that, that would cut back on two people. It, I, it, it, it could, you know, not not every match, but you know, you may have the occasional, you may have the occasional match because you still. You you don't want to you don't want to eliminate like the tables ladders and chairs matches you know you don't want to eliminate those significant matches that would involve a ladder but you would want to kind of use the ladder less if you're going to do something like that because you don't want to lose the significance of that match being that it is a memorial match. You know, because you don't have that many battle royals anymore, really. Since yeah. they have, since they had the Andre the Giant and the women's bat, uh, battle royal for WrestleMania, so they cut back on the battle royals other than the Royal Rumble. So, I mean, I can see it. I can see it being more than one person on the on an occasion, but yeah, we want to make it like one on one for the most part, and just make it the whoever the contenders are at that time. It doesn't necessarily have, you can make a tournament around it if you every now and again, you know, make it a make it a Scott Hall tournament maybe one year one year and have the finals at WrestleMania. Well how about See, there's this? a lot of ways there was a lot of ways to work it. What about you have the tournament and it will it would encapsulate Raw SmackDown and NXT just because we want to give NXT some love. And then you would have X amount of participants and they would have a ladder match to grab an entrant uh, or to be to advance into it or whatever. I don't know whatever they're trying to grab, but they want to, you know, have the ladder match. And then it's going to ultimately end with an opportunity to face the intercontinental champion. So that way you're fulfilling uh, the purpose of the ladder match at WrestleMania between us, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. 
So it's, it's all about the Intercontinental Championship. And, you know, it could be the Razor Ramon uh, commemorative championship belt that they're grabbing for, but still the, it's the regular Intercontinental that they'll keep going forward. So you keep the Razor in there, um, and then you have that tournament leading up to, and then it's just a one-on-one match that could use ladders. It'll be sanctioned if you wanted to, but if you don't, then you don't have to. Or, or you know, you were talking about the belts. You know, you could have the old school intercontinental belt and the current intercontinental belt, and then they could do the pose with the two belts, like yep. Razor did. Yep, with the both but, belts. But we also got to include, you know, in that memorial tournament, Shawn Michaels. So I don't know how you would name that, um, but you know, you can't forget about Shawn because he's the living legend right now in reference to ladder matches. Well, you mean, you you mentioned Sean, but he doesn't necessarily have to be in the name. I mean, because Razor did win that match. Yeah, but, you know, he was part, if it wasn't for HBK being HBK in his prime, you know, if it was Razor and anybody else, it may not be as epic as it is. No, but I'm saying, but I'm saying you incorporate Shawn Michaels into it. Like you may present him with, you may have him present the belt. Yeah, that'd be or, fine. Or, that's what or, just or you have, this, have him there on commentary. Just don't for forget the match. about Sean in the midst of it. That's all I'm saying. No, 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 no. You would never forget about Sean in the midst of it because without, like you said, without without Sean, there wouldn't be that that match wouldn't 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 be wouldn't be happening. Wouldn't happen. So yeah, you have to include Sean in that. But as far as naming it is concerned, yes, I wouldn't. I would make. I would just make it the Scott Hall Memorial ladder match. Okay, yeah, I'm down for it. That'd be something. You know, they got to fill. Uh, you know what? About each night for WrestleMania is going to be maybe five hours. So they got ten hours of content they have to fill. True indeed. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's yeah, especially with all these garbage matches they got set up for right now. I mean, this is I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, and Bianca Belair being out with a fractured hyoid bone. Allegedly. Allegedly. But from my extensive knowledge of watching Law and Order, I know when you fracture a hyoid bone, you die. That's you know, that's well, the result of somebody getting strangled. That's why this is sounding very kayfabish. From uh, the reporting, so I, I, that's why I didn't bring it up because, yeah, if Bianca like Belair it. was out, oh, we know. Like Big E, he's out. Everybody knows. If Bianca was out like that, yeah, you know. You'd be seeing pictures of her with her hair unbraided. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll let the uh, the kayfabe train roll on that one. I'll, I'll take what we can get. So before we completely wrap that shit up, B, uh, People's Choice Don Rodriguez. Um, greatest memory of Scott Hall before we get out of here. Hmm. I guess uh, it, it's a it's a twofold thing. Um, one of them it's going to sound kind of interesting, but it's uh, how giving he was and the reaction to when he put over the one two three kid. And, you know, nobody was expecting him, the kid, to beat Razor. And then, you know, that whole um, feud right there was just epic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the first thing because, you know, that he didn't have to do that. 
And I'd say the second is always going to be, you know, when he was talking about uh, WCW, why they were there. Like, you don't know why we're here, you know, and all those things. Just all those uh, promos leading up to Kevin Nash coming out. And then, you know, just the whole outsiders thing, the NWO, the, the black and white, the red and black, all of it. You know, that, that, that defined two generations and it's still defining, you know, everybody, you know, you, we just had a video game that's marking out on the NWO. Um, so, yeah, like I said, you know, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, you know, even Hogan that, that they, they changed the game and especially Eric Bischoff with that too, I guess, um, you know, it's epic. But uh, if you're looking for some cool Scott Hall memorabilia, I know uh, I pre-ordered mine as soon as, you know, everything was going down. Uh, they have the Funko Pop for Scott Hall. Well, for Razor Ramon is uh, reservable. Make sure you get yours if you want to have, you know, just a, a, a piece of uh, Razor out there in the world in your house or something like that. Definitely get that. And I think they have a, a Razor Ramon commemorative belt on WWEshop.com. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, from skimming through. So, you know, some cool things to have uh, to show your love for the bad guy. Okay, newbie and sumo, before we get out of here, your biggest memory. Oh, it would definitely have to be the night he came through the crowd in WCW, got in the ring and like, you know, I, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. You know, that's like like uh, Don was saying, you know, that was the beginning of what would soon to be one of the biggest storylines, biggest factions, biggest just periods in period in professional wrestling. Beginning of what would end up being the, 85, the 83 weeks of domination for WCW. So, uh, yeah, that's got that's gotta be it for me. Uh for me, last but not least, uh gotta be the few one, two, three kid. I remember that vividly. Like it's not something you think about all the time because career spans so long and it was so many moments. But the few with with one, two, three kid, Sean Waltman, X Pac, Six Pac, whatever you want to call them. Uh that right there. And I was just like, okay. Dreams do come true. So, you know, at that time I was a I was a little guy. So being a little guy, rooting for the little guy to beat the big guy. So that was that that's my biggest memory there. So and shout uh, out to uh DDP, not to cut you off, and DDP Yoga, because you know, w- without uh Diamond Dallas Page, you know, he bought us what maybe I'd say almost 10 more years with Scott Hall. Yeah. You know, just, just real talk is real talk. Uh, so, you know, shout out to DDP and a big thank you to bringing uh, Scott Hall into his home and, and helping, you know, get him in, and also Jake and, uh, you know, go back into the swing of things and, and sober up and, and back into the world to where he could show up on WWE television and and you know at uh, events and everything like that people can get to enjoy the bad guy because you know it was very dark but i will say i think he had uh hopefully it's on peacock um 
there was some specials about Scott Hall that really talked about his life. Uh, if you want to get some good insight as to everything, you know, good, bad, and ugly, go ahead and look that stuff up. I mean, it's really good, really good watch after seeing that, man. I mean, all I could do is have empathy for, you know, Scott Hall and understand exactly why, you know, those demons in the closet sometimes could have crept out. I mean, he's been through some things that most people would not expect when he was a bouncer back in the day, um, all the way up until, you know, he, uh, you know, dealing with his kids, stuff like that. So, you know, it's a really good watch to, to get a, a glimpse of his life uh, and still appreciate everything that he came up out of uh, to uh, perform for us every week and, you know, make us laugh, cry, cheer, get in trouble in school, all that stuff for just trying to be like, you know, raise Ramon, Scott Hall, you know, it's all the same person technically. So um, check that stuff out if you can. Most yeah, there is a lot of stuff on Peacock that I did see also. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, Buff Bagwell is now going through that DDP protocol now. Mm-hmm. And he put up a he put up a tweet talking about you know, you know, uh, giving his condolences and saying that you know he's now in that with DDP and living at the house and going through the same things that Scott Hall is going through now was going through then he's going through now. So uh, yeah, um, wish him the best of luck in, in getting through that and um, and um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he co- he co- hopefully he comes out the same way that um, Scott Hall did and extended and extends his life a little bit yeah. further. So you know we can because he's talking about trying to get back into wrestling as well. So um, we'll we'll see what happens there. We just keep up with that as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely right. I'd say before we wrap up, you know, anybody that's watching, take the time if you're on the twitters. And Instagrams and the Facebooks and stuff, and you know, thank those uh, performers and uh, you know, sports entertainment, sports, whatever. But definitely, you know, since this is a wrestling show, take a moment to thank them. Uh, let them know you appreciate everything that they put their bodies on the line for, because you know we we're doing Scott Hall now, um, you know, and being celebratory of his life. But we have a lot of talent that is up in that same age group that is still in the WWE and, and independence and stuff like that. Um, you know, unfortunately time moves forward, but not everybody is going to continue to move forward with it. So uh, take that time and, and thank those that are, you know, part of your, your life and your generation and stuff like that. And just let them know, say, even if they reply or don't reply, whatever. Thank you. I appreciate, you know, watching you perform and, and you know, look forward to seeing you on TV again. So take that time to do that. And also, we all know time is short. Thank your loved ones in your own life, too. There's nobody's promise tomorrow. Most definitely. Most definitely. Give them they flowers while they can still smell them. Yep. Or chair shots. <laughs> whichever you, whichever they prefer. <laughs> uh, that's all our time we got for tonight. Um, tomorrow, coming to you double dose tomorrow. Uh, live on Podbean, we'll talk about some NCAA basketball, NFL, uh, NBA. But the second dose of that, IG Live, uh, getting some things off my chest, uh, referencing Colin Kaepernick, um, and the things that people say about him coming back. So 
just wanted to talk about that a little bit. But until then, you can't see the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Next to me is the newbie in sumo, James. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. And, and instead of doing the usual, we'll end on hard times happen, dreams come true, bad times don't last. But bad guys do. Rest in peace, Scott Hall.